On today's episode, we are going to take a look at three stocks that are, are down big. All of them are looking pretty interesting. The first one we're going to take a look at is one in the insurance business. The second one we're going to take a look at is an EV stock that was recommended by a viewer. Like always, if you want me to take a look at any stock, feel free to post on the comments below. The third one we're going to take a look at is one in the sports betting world. And like I mentioned, they're all down a nice amount. Like always, we're going to take a look at future growth, at their fundamentals, at what they do, and even some price targets. If this is your first time here, make sure to hit the subscribe button and don't forget to hit the thumbs up. Now let's get started. But before we begin, let's take a listen to today's sponsor. I want to thank The Motley Fool for sponsoring this video. The Motley Fool is a company that provides investing insight and stock recommendations for investors of all skill sets and risk levels. You guys know I love finding new investing tools and resources to help me scout out new growth stocks. And right now I have a discount for one of my favorite services The Fool offers. Through The Motley Fool Stock Advisor Services, you get access to ton of expert stock picks. Every month you'll get two new picks that are aimed at growing your wealth and to help you realize your financial goals. Stock advisors average stock picks have done amazing returns. If growing your money is something you'd like to do more of this year, you can visit fool.com slash Jose Naharo or click on the link below for access to my special offer and decide if the stock advisor is right for you. Thanks again to The Motley Fool and now on to today's video. All right, so the first company we're going to take a look at, like I mentioned, is in the insurance business, and this is going to be Lemonade. Right now, they offer renters, homeowners, term life, and pet insurance. If we take a look at the overall stock, it's traded under the New York Stock Exchange as ticker LMND. It's currently sitting at $89, and while I'm recording this video, it is down about 51% from its all-time high, sitting at a market cap of $5.5 billion. That's insane. I have I did not know the stock price dropped that much in such a few in such a little bit amount of time. If we take a look at their most recent earnings, they show some great numbers, right? Their enforced premium was up 87% year over year. A nice amount of it is due to premium per customer has increased. And also their overall customers has increased by about 56% compared to the same time last year. They're growing crazy, especially in the amount of customers they are grabbing. Gross earned premiums were positive 50 million and up 92% compared to the same time last year. The great thing about insurance, you want to make sure that their annual gross loss ratio is below one. That's the first thing. The second thing, the lower the number, the better. Right now they have about 71% annual gross loss ratio. As you can see from historically, it is improving. So that's also great news. If we take a look at future growth. Lemonade is expected to grow 32.2% on average for the next three to five years. Unfortunately, the company is not profitable or cash flow from operations positive. But like I mentioned, for a company in the insurance business, sometimes what you really need to take a look at is that annual gross loss ratio. And right now that is below one. So that is great. Next, if we take a look at their balance sheet, right? Their balance sheet looks amazing. They have plenty of cash and short-term investments compared to no debt to their name. So if we take a look at price targets, right now there are six analysts looking at this company. Three give it a buy, two give it a hold, and one gives it a sell. The average price target is about $99. 
to where the stock is sitting at right now is about a 10% based on these analyst projections. And like always at the end of the video, I'm going to talk about all three companies together and just share my overall opinions. All right. So the second company, like I mentioned, is in the EV market, one recommended by a viewer. And like I said, if you guys want me to take a look at any stocks, feel free to post on the comments below. So Fiskar is an EV play. Their biggest or their most important car right now is the Ocean. The Ocean is currently in pre-order and plant production is starting on the quarter four of 2022. So about a year and a half from now, there's still some time before this vehicle comes out. So the first thing I, I can tell, right, this is going to be more maybe a I would say a speculative play, right? So much can happen between now and their production. Um, there could be delays. There can be um, other shortages at the moment. So right now, since the company isn't really producing much revenue, I would consider this a very, very big speculative play. Um, so Fisker right now is traded under the New York Stock Exchange as ticker FSR. In the past, from its past six months all-time high, the stock is down 48.3%, and it currently has a market cap of $4.2 billion. So just a quick look at this ocean car. Um, like I said, it's expected to come out in November of 2022, um, so about a year and a half from now. Supposedly, this is going to be the world's most sustainable vehicle. The interior is going to be uh, a vegan interior. The material used is going to be recycled material. There are going to be uh, available options, solar roof. Uh, and approximately 250 to 300 miles on all electric range so it's not that bad at the moment um i don't know how much of a market that is for like a that type of vehicle with complete with recycled materials with vegan interior but it is a type of niche right they, that's where they're trying to go um the vehicle is going to be two-wheel and four-wheel drive and they have it's going to have a retail price of about 38 to seventy thousand dollars depending on your configuration one thing i do like about this is for the initial manufacturing they're working with outsource with outside companies to help produce the amount of vehicles that they believe they're gonna need i think that's a, a smart move especially at the beginning stages of a company fisker also released their shareholder letters recently and one thing that caught my attention was the amount of reservations they already have as of march 19th of 2021 um, they have over 14,000 reservations for the ocean you can reserve the ocean for 250 dollars right now it is refundable but they get to keep some form of administration's fee um so that i feel even though it's so cheap and the administration free it's like i think a, a few percentage of that reservation i do believe it kind of helps make sure that these reservations are somewhat higher numbers of people have a higher chance of becoming a sale right it's not someone that just wants to reserve because it's free and it's 100 percent refundable so one thing fisker is really trying to do is move into this overall fleet business like i mentioned they passed over 14,000 reservations for the fisker ocean the suv and they in quarter four of 2020 they signed their first significant fleet order of 300 vehicles now recently in march 26 there was a form of non-binding agreement so it's just talks right now with a large banking in europe for the potential supply of fisker ocean suvs and even though it's not a definite agreement i, I believe just the overall attention that stuff like this is showing that hey there are companies out there that would like to partner up with fisker again this is more of a speculative play um, but it shows that it has some form of heat behind it 
So fundamentally, because Fisker is a brand new company, it's not expected to be profitable anytime soon. It's not expected to be positive in cash flow from operations anytime soon. So what does that mean? That means this company needs to have a very, very strong balance sheet for me to like. And it does. Right now, it has no tattoo his name. And it has about $1 billion, almost close to $1 billion in cash and short-term investments. So about one-fourth of this company's market cap is actually being backed up by cash. Obviously, this company is going to most likely burn a nice amount of cash before this before they become profitable. So it's understandable. First thing is just I'm seeing, hey, this company has doesn't seem like it has the potential of going down under anytime soon. Fisco is such a brand new company right now that not many analysts are following it. But like I said, this is a very speculative play. And if they do great returns with the ocean, if they, they get plenty of fleet sales, this is a company that can grow big. The EV market is still in early stages, so it's still too early to see who is going to be the true winner in this market. The third company we're going to take a look at is one in the betting world, and you guys might know it as DraftKings. DraftKings right now is traded under the NASDAQ as ticker DKNG, right now sitting at $58. And in the past six months, it is down about 19.3% from its all-time high with a market cap of 23 billion dollars so DraftKings has been pretty busy with acquisitions recently i think this has investors pretty excited on april 5th they announced that it has acquired blue ribbon software blue ribbon is a base leading global jackpot and gamification company that provides platform agnostics real-time gamification tools that allow for fully customizable jackpot promotions Obviously, this is a great tool that can overall help out the current product that DraftKings offers. And they also did some other acquisitions on March 30th, 30th of 2021. They announced that it has acquired Vegas Port Information Networking, a multi-platform broadcast and content company delivering trusted sports betting news, analysis, and data to U.S. sports bettors since 2017. I do believe this one is a super smart move because it's going to broaden the audience. And as we continue to expand here with legal betting in the United States, so this is probably one of my favorite moves right now. DraftKings also recently on March 16th did a $1.1 billion offering. I think uh, this was to be expected. They need to build up that cash, especially with these recent acquisitions. The final big news about DraftKings is today on April 13th, they announced that they are hiring their first chief media officer. So we can see um, with their previous acquisitions uh, of that network, they're really trying to expand their content creation. And I, I, this is something exciting. I'm, I'm really liking where DraftKings is heading with this. They're trying to bring viewers to their platform um, just to kind of watch their content. And while they watch their content, they can also use their products. So definitely a great move for DraftKings. Right now, the company is expected to grow 27.8% on average for the next three to five years. So a hyper growth company. Unfortunately, the company is not positive in earnings and not positive in cash flow from operations at the moment. But they are going to have a very, very strong balance sheet. They have plenty of cash to no debt to their name right now. After that offering, they're going to have even more cash available to them. So fundamentally in a great place, especially right now as more, more states become are legalizing sports betting and then the overall eye gamification of like online casinos is also improving there still is a huge market for DraftKings. right now there are about 23 analysts following the stock 
16 of them give it a buy, six give it a hold, and one gives it a sell. Out of those 23, the average price is $72.77. That's about a 16.8% increase from current prices. All right, so now my overall thoughts in the company. First, let me put them in order. Who would I, if these were in my portfolio, if this was a portfolio of three, how would I play them? I think the first one in the top tier one would be DraftKings. The reason I like DraftKings the most is because the overall sports betting, even though I'm not a better, right? I can see this overall market growing as more states become, are, are getting into it. The overall high gamification route of moving like casinos online is also improving. They are making smart move with the acquisitions, already making strong revenues. Um, so for me, DraftKings is probably my favorite play out of them all. It also has one with a very strong balance sheet. The second one I'm gonna have to take a uh, The second one would be Lemonade. Lemonade, right, the overall insurance company, they're seeing a, a, a decrease in their loss ratio, which is a great thing for insurance company. They also have a strong balance sheet and they're also getting more customers, right? Almost 100% year over year customer growth is showing that a lot of new com- people are becoming familiar with Lemonade. So that would probably be my second play. My third play would have to probably be Fisker. The only reason I I would put Fisker in last is because this is more of a speculative play, right? Right now, it's not really producing that revenue. It's more a concept at the moment. Their car is not expected to be released until October or November of 2022. There is some time from there. Some other competitions can come in as well. Overall, right, the EV market is still booming. So I do believe all three of them are some cool plays. In form of my tier, DraftKings can easily be a tier two stock in my portfolio. Lemonade will be probably a tier two or a tier three. And Fisker, if it was to ever enter my portfolio, it would be a tier three play. I don't think it would go any higher than that. Like always, they all have strong balance sheets. They all have strong potential future growth. Um, So I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. Like always, take care, have a good day, and see you next time.